How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast. And let's just jump right into today's subject, where essentially I talk about how my, I'm losing my voice. Oh my God, from talking too much the last couple of days. Um, I had a, a, a very uh, interesting conversation with my family just about like less than an hour ago, um, which, mind you, is super late for them. They live in Florida. But we were having a, a pretty interesting discussion and uh, in driving an example about something we were talking about, uh, I, I talked about something that I never really thought about until, um, when was that? Uh, I think I um, I think it was like a couple years ago I was exposed to this idea where essentially the idea was how come when the Europeans first came to the Americas, both North and South America, did the Native Americans <clears throat> catch a horrible pandemic of diseases from the Europeans? And, and pretty much that's what killed off all the natives, essentially. Like there was like pillaging, sla- enslaving them and, and uh, murdering uh, the Native Americans. But that honestly, I mean, from what written history has shown is that, that that wasn't the primary source of what killed a majority of the Native Americans. It was essentially a lot of the diseases that the Europeans had coming to the Americas and that the Native people just didn't have an immunity to this disease. And um, I never really thought about why wasn't it the opposite way? Why didn't the Native Americans also expose Europeans to diseases that they weren't exposed to yet? And there's a, a real reason behind all of that. And I'll, I'll go into why I'm talking about Native Americans in just a second. Uh, this probably would have been great to talk about on um, Indigenous Day. Um, but we're going to talk about it today, actually. Uh, so... I never really thought about why that wasn't the case until I watched a video two years ago or three years ago that really brought realization to me about why that was. Well, when you think of uh, about the Americas, when it was just the Native Americans, essentially we know that they um, didn't really believe in ownership at all. The philosophy for most Natives was that everything that they needed and derived and and necessitated in their life was just always offered to them by the land. They never owned anything on the land. They never possessed anything. All they did was they continued a, a, a cycle of life that they witnessed from. And uh, again, I'm, I'm summarizing out of a, a huge amount of respect to individuals that, that follow the, the, the culture and the customs because it's either part of who you are or you are fascinated by that the research into the uh, Native Americans of America. I'm, I'm really going to simplify and summarize a lot of this aspect. So if I'm wrong, it's not because I choose not to know about this subject. I, I continue to try to expose myself as much as possible from a non-European perspective. But essentially, for most Native Americans, the idea was that nothing was possessed. Everything was a derivative from uh, the land and you would just continue the cycle of life where essentially after you pass, you become one with the land. And from you comes uh, the vegetation that animals need that you will then, your ancestors will then um, gain their resources from what you've left over. And the cycle just continues and continues and never ends. And essentially there's no idea of needing more than what the land provides to you. And 
uh, because of that philosophy, a lot of Native Americans really were roaming. They, they weren't very stationary. There are instances in history where there were uh, tribal areas, uh, like main areas, but essentially uh, Natives were very nomadic people. At least uh, a good portion of their population were very nomadic, always in search of what uh, the land could offer to them. And um, obviously through the endeavors of searching for what the land could offer, there were other competing native tribes in other areas. And uh, unfortunately, one part of history that just seems to never disappear from humanity is the act of killing one another, (laughs) Um, either because you feel threatened that they're going to take away from you or harm you. Um, But that was a thing that existed for natives, but they were so widespread and never in such a huge influx of population that they just never allowed themselves to contract diseases like Europeans did. Because when you look at Western culture during the same time period, Europeans at the time were very known for their uh, unsanitation. Um, They were not very uh, sanitary. Uh, A lot of their dead and a lot of their livestock and a lot of their uh, defecation and and urine all was pretty much laid, especially if you were poor, which was 99% of the people that lived, only 1% of the people and we're going to go into all, how all of this kind of sounds familiar now, but essentially 1% of people were nobility and royalty. Everyone else was kind of peasants. And the peasants essentially worked off the land to, to provide tax money to fund the, the rich people. But uh, they essentially were living in um, and so being exposed to so much dirtiness essentially that it was easy for disease to transmit to individuals and then when these individuals are compact into cities because i mean that was the thing back then was there was a lot of towns and cities very congested overpopulated due to agriculture and providing for a lot of people and essentially population growth expanded in european areas but they were concentrated in small regions because the moment you ventured off, you were exposed to being murdered by no, um, barbarians and things of that nature. So people kept very tight. But when you have an expanding population in such a small area, it gets very overcrowded. And in due part, it was easy for disease to kind of go from animals and dead people and, and defecation all to humans. And then they were able to expose that to other humans because they were just so tightly confounded to one another. And so diseases spread, <clears throat> and then eventually the people that survived obviously developed an immunity to the, to these diseases, and the people that died, died. They were dead. And so the people that were living developed an immunity to these diseases, but still were contagious, and, con- and, and having the ability to spread the disease, it just wasn't able to kill them. And so that these people essentially came to the Americas, and due to agriculture, uh, overpopulation, and, and unsanitary uh, means, they brought all of that, not via their customs of doing that to Americas, because essentially the, this was a new continent with no cities, but they brought their diseases and the effects of all of that with them that caused the natives to essentially die. And the reason why I'm talking about Native Americans is because I've been reflecting for a long time about like what system of structure of living or governance uh, was the most like most effective way of 
of managing both uh, the maintenance of client of the environment with the development of community, which is just being not just selfish, but thinking of one another and um, having sustainability all into one. And I've been, I was thinking throughout history, like all the different periods, I mean, from now all the way in the past, you can get very easily, um, it's very easy to argue that right now is that time period, but it really isn't. When you look at society and the amount of people that are struggling right now, and you see that uh, the inequalities of life continuously to grow, where the middle class is really diminishing 100%. And and whatever is left over of the middle class is starting to become a blurred line between either being on the cusp of being wealthy or being closer to being poor than, than expected. There's a lot of different reasons for that, and that in itself will deserve its own podcast. But in due part, because of that, you could argue that there's a large portion of the population that is struggling where... There isn't, um, like for instance, this idea of community because it's hard to think about community when you're trying to think of how to survive yourself. Uh, There's no sustenance because a lot of what you need to eat comes from a utility of purchasing everything. And it's very difficult to grow your own stuff when you don't have your own land because ownership is a thing that we created as a Western culture. And then... Um, the impact to the environment is very negative in the sense that you're unhealthy and, and the means for where you get all your, your sustenance is from not a conducive way of growing food or supplying food to one another. And so, yeah, like right now, it's, even though as much as a convenience that we have right now in society, that is not the best means of mixing all three of those criteria. And so I was thinking back all the way back as far back as I could. And then really I thought of the natives of the Americas and maybe even natives of uh, Asian areas as well, where essentially, again, outside of the fact that these people killed one another, that still exists in our culture now. I mean, people die all the time, but even when you talk about the idea of natives, we're talking about small little battles here and there where maybe, 10, 15, 20, maybe 30 people passed away. There was no like exodus of individuals where hundreds of thousands or thousands of people would die because there wasn't a overpopulation. There wasn't uh, so much land and so much space and, and not that many people living off the land. So there was a lot of sustenance. There was a lot of availability for all resources from water to food without needing agriculture because the food was out there. And you would argue, well, look at the Western culture and and how advanced life got because of the fact of all the advancements that they made. Yeah, a lot of people died, but look where we would be now if we followed a Native American perspective, how much we wouldn't have the internet, the cell phone, and all of those things. And the, the Europeans, and look where our culture is now. It's very easy to make that argument as people that are exposed to everything that we have now. But honestly, due to things that we have, and many studies have been have shown that having a possessive idea behind, uh, like with purchasing power, uh, they've done plenty of studies of people that have used their money to buy everything they want 
or buy all every experience they've ever wanted, like traveling, um, doing different things with friends and everything of that nature versus buying all the most expensive cars and toys and everything. They've measured a level of happiness between two different groups of people over the course of years. And study after study after study has proven that people that take their wealth and put it towards experiences tend to always be a lot happier than individuals that take their money and, and buy things for themselves. And so if you if you take away this idea of everything that we've had and always that was always our lifestyle was always living off the land we would never have known of this stuff that's around us and yeah my voice couldn't get to a million people and you know all these conveniences that i enjoy wouldn't exist but i wouldn't know any better if that wasn't something that was a part of my life in the first place but i would do know that we wouldn't have the issues that we have nowadays i mean of course i would have to worry about getting murdered by a, a, a enemy tribe but if you the tribes that did well were the ones that that developed a strong community within and were able to to develop a very strong defense because you could rely on one another. The ones that failed were the ones that really were combative with one another and trying to uh, circumvent and uh, overcome one another within the individual community and be so focused on, on competing amongst each other that you neglect to think of the outside threats. And we're going through the same... Literally, we're repeating history to the T, to be honest, because when you look, I was, I was explaining this to my family. When you think of uh, the, the royalty, like I, I always think of like the, the battle between the Scottish and, and the English and how for thousands or for hundreds of years in the early thousands year period, a lot of these, uh, I mean, these two countries were fighting amongst another for the seat on the throne to, to see who would be the royal family to take over all of the United Kingdom. And essentially the English won that one over the, the uh, Scottish. And essentially that's why the Scottish were always seen as <clears throat> underneath uh, the English folk. But um, imagine that the, the Democratic and Republican party are, are no different than the Scottish and English that were fought one another for the seat on the royal throne. It's exactly the same thing now. And then the, the power within goes to eventually the one percenters that support that party. And essentially they, they generate all the wealth, but even the ones from the opposing side still have the relative power as well because they don't get completely eradicated and so you have the one percenters from both sides that essentially have all the power and everyone else is kind of just working to prop up these individuals. And we're doing the same thing again. It's exactly the same same exact thing. Maybe we're not dirty and living in cottages, but I mean, honestly, when you look at the level of, of, of unemployment and people struggling and um, everything of that nature... It just seems like what the heck just happened. Uh, I was recording my podcast and then the program just shut off for some reason. Interesting. Was I never recording? OMG. I never hit record on YouTube. Looks like this is going to be a unique one for just the... Uh, audio listeners. I thought I hit record. 
Interesting. That's neglecting. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just reflecting and I, the natives, I feel like had it right. They had it a hundred percent right. And I, I feel like I'm leaning more towards the philosophy of how they did things, not to, um, impede on that way of living. I respect it and I'll, I can't be them, but I think they had it right. And I want to live my life through the way that they almost did everything the right way. But I don't, I feel like capitalism is destroying community. It's destroying this idea of, of caring for one another. And it's really driving selfishness in society where, Literally, more and more, as we get fed into the system, we we keep forgetting to care about one another, and I don't want to be in that um, in that position. So I think there's a perfect balance between capitalism and um, and a system similar to how the natives did it as well. And my goal is to kind of navigate the 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 medium in between both of them, but we'll see. Either way, um, I can't believe I made that mistake. I, I think I can upload a YouTube video of just audio with me not doing anything, but we'll have to see. Either way, thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast, and I'll catch you guys all manana. Peace. <laughs>